Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and I want to thank you guys for riding with me to work every single morning. You guys understand my life, my schedule, and you know that I'm still getting on here uh, consistently to share about this author life and experiences and tips and challenges um, with the use of my phone. Um, I say all of that because you guys give me some grace. <laughs> you know I'm not in some fancy sound booth um, with all that really cool headset equipment and all that. Because one, I don't have any of that, period. Even if I were at home, I don't even have room for it. We have a house full of children. <laughs> and I'm on the way to my classroom right now. So, um, if you didn't know this, I'm a teacher. And I often talk about things that happen in my life on this podcast and if there's something that's happened at school that I really want to share that I think could be beneficial for us whether it's a poetry challenge uh, a writing prompt or or just to share out what's going on uh, with best buddies book club well you know where this conversation is going Um, this is something that I really want us to do together I feel like I need to work on this. I'm not saying that I'm perfect at it. I'm raising my hand to accept this challenge too. And the challenge started yesterday in my classroom. And I've always done an awards program. So let me give you the backstory because you know you might as well just settle on in. I always do an awards program every nine weeks. The students that I work with that I'm blessed and fortunate to teach are students who have not made AB honor roll in their lifetime. If, it, if they did, it might have been early on in their educational years. And so when they got to middle school, um, they had some bumps in the road. Let's just say that. Um, I will say to you that um, my students are treasures and gems. And I love each and every one of their boisterous personalities. And when I get them at the very beginning of the year, I've been teaching this, this academic literacy class for, this is my fifth year in the classroom with, with this um, design, this makeup of students and this curriculum. And, um, and each year it gets better and better because um, I was an English two teacher prior to coming into uh, working this year-long literacy course. So anyway, let me get back to um, to the story. So when I get them at the very first day, 
I give them the syllabus, and it has the awards program date on it, which is November the 12th. So if you're looking at your calendar, you're going, wow, she's talking next week. Yeah, I know, guys, this whole semester is flying by. And when they see the dates on the syllabus, they go, why are you showing my family dates of an awards program? I said, because you're going to be in it. And they're like, no, I'm not. And so on day one, they start talking about how they're not AB. They're not AB honor roll kids. This isn't happening for them. Who do I, where are they at? It's almost like they feel like they've been dropped on another planet when they get into my class. And I start speaking life over them from day one with that syllabus. And I tell them success stories of students who have gone before them. Their older brothers and sisters is what I call them. Because when you're in my class, we do the whole family thing. Um, and I'm like, they were just where you were. And they didn't believe it was possible too. But with the support systems that I've got in place. And with your work ethic. And you can see that this is going to happen for you too. It can happen for you. Um, and so I offer them tutoring twice a week. I've added, uh, I get a volunteer to come in. I love Dr. Math beyond words. This uh, elder retired gentleman who comes in and gives his time uh, once a week. The, the next day I get the National Honors Society students that are Math Honors Society students and they come in. And I love them. They're a diverse group because my students are diverse and they just love working with them. It is an absolute amazing room to see and it's filled. I have a full classroom of tutoring service for my students and then we've adopted new kids, new freshmen that have found their way. And so I have you know, Hamza that just comes in to help tutor and, and spend some time working on Spanish and then I've got um, um, Joseph and Leo and they, they're all just coming in guys. And my door is wide open, and I just love it. We got uh, a church sponsoring us, um, and they provide pizza once a week for my tutoring students, and one that gives them a meal because many of my students um, don't eat. And so that gives them a meal during the week, and we get a fellowship together and, and do their work. and It's just an amazing tutoring week, okay? So now last week, can you believe that the kids asked me for a third day? And yesterday they asked me, can I bring granolas and things for them to eat? Um, the ones that can't get lunch. And I got boxes of granolas sitting right here because I know one box is not uh, enough. <laughs> um, so here I am just watching them grow and watching them ask for an additional day of tutoring. It's amazing. This didn't even happen last year. I pulled my teeth trying to get kids to come to tutoring. This year, I'm having consistently, and they're bringing friends. Um, so it's a wonderful environment. They know that the support is there for them. And they also know that their grades were going up if they did certain things. And so every single day I check their power schools. I'm like their, like their guardian at school, their counselor, their mama. And here I am going, okay, I just want to let you know that I care about you. And that's why I'm fussing at you about your grades. And I'm like, I just want you to, you know, to check out the grade system. And um, oh, I'm letting these buses out. Hold on. I know people behind me are like, what? I always let a bus out. Oh, they've got to pick up kids. We don't want kids late to school. 
Um, and so here we are seeing improvements. Um, I'm teaching kids how to email their teachers, asking for uh, missed assignments if they're absent. And their behaviors are so much. I've not had a single write-up. And yes, that is, now I'm talking about my kids and I have not had a single discipline referral. Um, it's just amazing what you can do um, when you show kids you're there for them and it can be turned around. So the quarter was supposed to end last week, but we were having power school issues where it kept getting down and having maintenance for the whole state. And so they extended our time when we had to turn in report cards. So yesterday at four o'clock was the day the deadline and so I met with the kids yesterday and I shared with them regardless of what happens we're having this awards program next week and I want your families to be here and even a kid that didn't quite make a class wanted me to invite that teacher because the teacher is so nice and he understood the responsibility of not turning in one assignment and what that did to his grade um, and then he said his parent is coming. They understand that the awards program is not just to celebrate AB honor roll. It's not just to celebrate that they pass, they're passing their courses. They're getting their course credits. That it's a place where we're going to come together and we're going to celebrate each other. And he even wanted his family there, even though he didn't quite make it as of 1030 yesterday. Now at four o'clock, a miracle could have happened. Teachers could have put more work in by four o'clock and I get to check their grades this morning and I'm very excited to do so. I wanted to do it last night, but I was like, gosh, I got a homeschool. I got to do this. And I really wanted to see what all their grades were, but I'm going to do it this morning. As of yesterday, I had five students out of 11 that were AB honor roll. And they could, they were besides themselves with joy, guys. I cannot tell you. Like, I had kids standing up. They were hollering. Um, they were just, they're amazed that it happened for them. And I was like, I told you, if you just listen to me. And I always say things like, if, if the people would just listen to me, the world would be a better place. <laughs> um, I say that a lot, okay. And here we go. We had five students. And then... We had five students who got all of their credits, who earned all of their credits for Q1. That is huge. There wasn't an F between them. And I'm praying that this one F and this one elective course, um, because of that missed assignment, I'm hoping that that assignment was put in a box and they got graded. So we'll find out today. Because I would love to have 100% all passing. Um, and guys, if you understood the makeup of what I'm saying, I'm saying repeated failures or D's everywhere. And I'm talking A's and B's. It can happen. I know it can happen. I've seen it. Um, I wanted to cry yesterday. I was really emotional about it yesterday because I'm so proud of them. We work hard. Guys, we work so hard. You don't know how much I, <laughs> I push these kids in a positive way. And I do it with supports, teaching them how to study, um, reminding them about their work each day. I'm kind of like their um, cell phone reminder until they get used to doing all of that themselves, giving them the extra math support to help build up their math skills because math is always a weak area in every single class I've ever taught. 
and I'm teaching literacy, but math literacy is important. They need to learn how to speak math. Math literacy is just as important as academic literacy and, and all around. Academic literacy is being able to handle academic coursework material and be able to comprehend it no matter what the subject area is. I can put science literacy, social studies, math. Um, and so that's how I've patterned my classes. And so here I am, you know, watching the looks on their faces and something big is about to happen. And this something big is honestly, it is a game changer. And it's called self-affirmations. Now I told you that whole story and I'm sorry, but thank you for listening to me. I told you that whole story to get to self-affirmations. Now I have a doctorate degree in organizational leadership and my dissertation was on positive psychology and so that means in three years of work I was always leaning towards positive concepts positive psychology and so while I'm working at a magnet school especially a health-based magnet school it's wonderful to be able to bring neuroscience into play research psychology today <laughs> for the kids that's easy reads um, and so yesterday we had an article from positive psychology um, I'm gonna put that later I can't do it now because y'all know I drive to work every morning with you guys but I'm gonna put the link to the article because if you don't believe me you need to read it for yourself that's fine but I taught my students a strategy on how to take a very long research article if their teacher is signing them an essay how do they know if that research article is even going to be beneficial for their life they read the topic sentences of the first chunks of the paragraphs um, the first sections of the paragraphs and that can tell them whether or not it's really on their topic because the topic sentences that's the, the magic of the topic sentence so I taught them that strategy yesterday and then at the end they had to summarize and so what we do is one person says one line and then another person has to say something else they learned from the article with a summary statement um, self you know positive self-affirmations daily can and then the rest of the statement um, it works beautiful they can't say the same thing someone else said by the time you would finish you would have like five sentence summary of the article and they would know whether or not that would be beneficial for them to use for a paper and it's giving them a lot of background knowledge so it's a great strategy so any of my literacy people out there teachers um, use this strategy it works okay it is amazing and I don't even know what it's called you can call it getting the gist by reading the topic sentence I don't know but topic sentence is the way to go for research um, so we did that on a positive self-affirming belief statements that you could say about yourself in daily practice and I had to set up the why I never give my students an assignment without telling them why we're doing it um, and showing them in the research of why it's important for them to learn it so yes I show them why it's important to learn vocabulary I show them everything like that um, they need to handle that they need to see the purpose behind it they'll study more they'll understand the connections of how it can increase their growth and so the research article was why you should do positive self-affirming behaviors so we described it we broke it down um, before going in we broke the words up and then we went into the article 
reading each topic sentence and summarizing it. And we found that if you do this, one, it can help decrease stress. Teenagers have so so much stress today. You guys don't understand. Um, it's amazing the stress that teenagers have. You ask them to raise their hand about their stress levels, and it's every single student. They're, they need to learn how to battle the stress and anxiety issues uh, that they're facing, and it's a lot to do with um, these self-affirming belief statements and procrastination and waiting and, and not having the tools, the communication tools that they need. So um, hopefully my class is gonna help decrease their stress level. Um, it's great for motivation, self-concept. Um, so we always wonder what can help motivate ourselves if these self-affirming practices could do that. Um, it was GPA and achievement. They were like, oh yeah, yeah, I believe that. So there were six reasons why it's important for people to do this as a daily practice. And so then I gave them a Google Sheet on our classroom and it has their names and they had to write affirming positive affirmation statements about someone else in the classroom. And I gave them, of course I have to scaffold because I have um, four EL students in my room and I have to scaffold everything to make sure that my students have sentence frames, sentence-based understandings um, of how they can take those and, and pull them into longer sentences. And so here we go. My students are writing these beautiful statements. And then when she's just saying, you're so nice, you're so nice, I'm teaching them how to get on synonyms and you know replace words and look at ways, oh, friendly. Let's talk about how such and such is friendly. And so they're typing in all of these positive affirmation statements about, this, about their peers. And when it gets to their name, they're leaving them blank. And I'm like, if you need help, you know, in, in describing someone, if, if you kind of get stuck, um, just raise your hand. And so two students raised their hands at different times and they were stuck on themselves. They couldn't say anything positive about themselves. And so we stopped, we had a conversation about it. And a student said, yeah, I look at myself every day in the mirror. And she's the sweetest, cutest little girl, y'all. And she said, and I say, why, why did you make me so ugly, God? Why am I so ugly? And I'm like, oh my gosh. And they started talking about all of these negative things that they say to themselves. And I'm in a safe space with my students. My students can speak these truths that they feel. They're not just hiding them. And that's the beauty of a classroom like mine. And and this space that we have to explore this because I'm helping them with their social emotional learning, not just their academics. It all ties in together. I'm a big, huge supporter of social emotional learning, guys. And so we're, we're reframing it. We're doing, okay, so then let's talk about your beautiful attributes and how, you know, and then we talked about not just physical attributes, but now let's talk about our personalities. What is it about our quirks that make us unique? And we started listing them out about people. And guys, it was beautiful. And the kids were so excited and happy. Their faces were so concentrated. They were really putting thought into it. And I want to say to you that it's important that we teach our children these things too. We need to speak life over our nieces, our nephews, our family members. People don't do this enough in our society. We are always picking out the negative thing. 
Like, I had a parent who told me, you know, I told my, my kid last night they were so chubby. I call them chubsters. I'm like, no. Like, no. Like, I, there's so many things I want to say to people all the time. And, and, and now, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say, well, let's start using positive affirmations. Let's start working on, you know, healthy practices together. I'm like, we have got to learn how to reframe our speaking. And now I'm going to point it at your writing. And I'm talking about myself, guys, and I'm going to get teary-eyed about this. We all have these doubts about ourselves. I know you have them, too. And, and I know we think, well, is our writing good enough? Well, just because Jennifer doesn't know all the grammar rules, is it going to stop Jennifer from writing a story? And then you say, well, how does Jennifer, you know, get where she is today without knowing all of that stuff? I've been very blessed for the Lord to give me two free editors. I can't afford an editor, y'all. But the Lord gave me two editors for two books. And you know what? I'm learning. I've got Pro Writing Aid. I've got Grammarly. I'm learning. And so my positive affirmation statement is that I write from my heart and I honor the story. And I am going to get better as the days go by. And I'm going to continue to work and edit and improve myself. And when I get the money to hire a fancy editor. I already know that Ellen Brock is on my list. There's something about Ellen Brock's videos that I really love. She's an editor on YouTube. I've watched bunches, bunches of her videos. You know, I like YouTube authors. So I, yeah, I do have a dream author. I mean, a dream editor, but I can't get there yet. But until then, I'm going to speak positive about what it can do. I can tell a story. I can love my characters and let my characters live on a page without confining them, without imprisoning my characters in the way that they should be, but how they want to be and how they want to live on the page. And I can respect their life and the breath that they bring into my stories. Those are things that I can do. And so these I can statements are going to override all of that spiraling and rumination that we might have on the negatives about ourselves. Let's start thinking about the things that we can do well. And let's start speaking them every day. And no, this is not narcissistic. You know, there's a fine line between that because I'm not going to go around and I'm not going to say I'm the best writer there ever was because Lord help, I'm not. I'm not, I mean, who is the best writer there ever was? That's all objective anyway, right? I mean, that's all subjective anyway. Objectively, you can't even qualify that. I'm not going to go around and say, I'm the most awesome person in the universe. I'm better than such and such. Now, that's when it becomes, you know, that fine line of boasting, bragging, and narcissistic behavior. No. But I can affirm the learning curve. I can affirm the process. We are in a process we are in a daily journey. We've got to stop beating ourselves up because I really believe that that's what impedes us. I believe that's, I believe it's not writer's block. I don't believe in that, guys. I believe that it's us standing against us. And so what can we do each day? Self-affirming positive behaviors, positive statements. I really want us to do this. And I asked yesterday, Who's going to hold me accountable? And the kids were like, I will. The class will. And I'm like, now I'm going to hold you guys accountable too. If I hear a negative statement come out of your mouth anymore, we're going to banish it. We are going to exile it. It's going to be like Romeo going, you know, seriously to match what we have got to do this. And I will tell you right now, there's a student in my class who says, but I can't get into college. And he had an AB honor roll. He was like, I'm not going to be able to afford it. 
Um, he has a single, um, he's in a single parent household. Um, his dad is raising him. He's such a wonderful, polite, awesome young man. Amazing. Tries really hard. I recorded him using the word perseverance in his statements. Um, I will keep the recording forever because he's one of the students who was constantly saying, this is not going to happen. I, I know you can't. And he made it. Um, and so yesterday we tried to dispel those facts by looking at how do we craft our college resume what do we do is continue on this path what do we do for internships and volunteer work how can we look at options for um, community college and transfer systems with college and career promise and so we talk about options and i'm like i know you want to go to duke but your future is not wrapped up in brick and that's what i wrote in lyric I actually use that line because that's what i also talked to my son about because i learned a parent her child was completely devastated. She couldn't go to Georgia Tech because they didn't have the money to be able to pay out of pocket after the financial aid package came. And so she had to tell her daughter, no, I'm sorry, you can't go to Georgia Tech. And I'm like, but and so she didn't go anywhere. She refused to go to another college and it just kind of like put her in a spiral depression. And so I've been telling my son, no, he's applied to 10 colleges and his future is not tied up into one, one brick building. We'll go where we can, and it will be your stepping stone to your next degree. And so, you know, this the way we frame things. It's the way we set ourselves up. It's the way we give ourselves these options. It's the freedom in that, too. And you know what? It alleviates the stress. Because if you ask my son right now, is he stressed about his college senior year? Guess what he says? I'm not worried about it at all. It's all coming together. You know, I've worked to this point, And it's that preparation, the being prepared. Doing what he had to do in the moment. And so yesterday, I used this, you know, this example because my kids are gamers. And so I'm like, and they love PlayStation. They were like, Xbox is old, so now I have to use PlayStation in sentences. I'm like, you know, you're worried about what that next game is coming out on PlayStation. And okay, now I'm going to be playing Modern Warfare instead of studying. I'm worried, you know, you're worrying about this today. I see the bigger picture and how you'll worry later if you don't take care of the things that you need to today. And I said the same thing. I used my writing as an example. I talked about on Saturday and I drew it out for him on the board of me wanting to be in pajamas and not do a single thing and just watch Netflix movies and not work on my writing and promotion. And I'm like, but guys, I'm trying to build my career. My writing is like another career for me. I spend so much time on my writing in all of my free time that I do have that I'm trying to make a name for myself. I'm trying to get my books out there to the world. And I'm like, I can't do that if I'm not doing my part. I'm like, so even though my eye was swollen, it was hurting, I didn't feel like it. I was sad I didn't get to go to my cousin's wedding and see my family. I had to push through all of that and work. Make blogs that accidentally went out and weren't scheduled. Did pr promotional flyers. I was doing all kinds of stuff on Saturday. If you don't believe me, you can listen to that weekend wrap-up. Then I wrote UFC was my reward because the BMF title was Saturday night. You guys know what I'm doing every single fight day. Next week, it's 2 o'clock, so i got to rearrange my time. But it was like, if I get all of my work done... I can watch UFC without a computer in front of my, my lap. And I can just spend time with my family. And I can have family time 
without worrying about what did I not do? What did I not spend enough time with on that day? So yeah, I rewarded myself by having a a stress-free UFC day. And so self-affirming, you know, these these whole self-affirming statements, these affirming belief systems that we build, we can shift our mindset. I read to them yesterday, there is neuroscience behind this, and the neural pathways of our brains can change. Guys, this is science stuff I'm talking, and I'm not a neuroscientist. So you got to trust me on this. we got to do better. And what better place to do it with me, with Jen Lowry Wright's podcast. You know I'm challenging you, but I'm also challenging myself. So how we do this is that every day we practice talking and speaking life into our writing. Now I'm going to do mine with prayer and I'm going to first start it with gratitude because you know how much I want to thank the Lord for giving me my words. I don't have these words without the Lord. I don't have a story. I don't have an experience. I don't have a character without the Lord. And so I'm going to be grateful to God first and then I'm going to say, God, thank you for giving me my words. And then I'm going to start saying, and God, you know, I can write a story. I can do this. I can get to the heart of the matter. I can do this. God, I can see where I have weaknesses. Help me to improve in them, Lord. Show me, God. I'm I'm open, Lord, to learning. And, you know, with saying all of that and just constantly repeating all of these self-affirming positive statements and learning that you're growing, it gives yourself grace. And that's, that's the thing. You've got to have some grace in this work. You cannot be so stringent on yourself because if you are, you are going to not only procrastinate, but you're going to have this sense of failure about you. You're going to say, I failed. I'm failing. I'm not good enough. This whole I'm not good enough. I think it was amazing that yesterday, even in the writing group, I come home, I've done this whole lesson on self-affirming positive behaviors, and the kids, you could just see the difference in the kids when they walked out of my classroom as they as they left after having done all of this work. They worked until the bell, writing statements about their classmates and themselves. Um, and I will tell you, it was a day worth spent. When I get home... I'm in my writer's group, and then here we go. There's, you know, I see all these other people saying all this fancy stuff about grammar, and I'm not measuring up. I'm like, I can join your club. You're not alone. We've got to really look at the things we can do well, and we have to start speaking life over ourselves and just love what we do. Guys, I love writing. Writing is so therapeutic for me. I deal with a lot of things, guys. And writing is a way for me to put it into words. I'm an emotional creature. We are emotional creatures. And when we have a calling for writing, we're going to take our emotions and we're going to bottle it all up. And then we're going to let it ease out and pour out our fingertips and get onto pages to help reach other people. Why are we doing this life? Why? Why? What's the why behind it? And so when I had my students look at the why behind why did we need to do positive affirming statements every day, and I gave them the research, you need to research yourself, and you need to say, why am I writing? And so that was a part of my Twitter yesterday. I was like, 
You know, what is your motivation? What is it that pushes you? You know, I'm doing this because it's my calling. I do believe I am called by the Lord to do this work for Him. And two, I honestly believe that I can show my kids that anything is possible with the work ethic and the, and the challenges in front of me and how positive I am to get through them and to pursue a passion. My children are very passionate about their things. Uh, my son loves guitar. Is he ever going to be in a Coheed and Cambria band? Probably, probably not. Who knows? You know what? He's passionate about that guitar, and that is his release, and he can play every Coheed song. He can play Coheed. He's that good, y'all. And I'm telling you right now, he taught himself after learning, like, the basis. He can get on and he can teach himself any song. He's passionate about it. He puts the time in it. And he's not doing it for money. He's doing it for his stress relief, his outlet, something he loves to do. And they see me do that every day with my writing. They see me pushing forward every day and living out my dreams. And then when I finished the last word of lyric last night, I had to hold back tears, guys. We finished Lyric Harper and the Harmonic Bridge, Sam and I did. We read it for homeschool. And he was like, hands down, Mush is my favorite character ever, Mama, ever. And I'm like, Mush, I only introduced Mush in the last chapter. He's going to be big in the next book. And he was like, Mama, Mush, I love him so much. And I'm like, oh my gosh, just introducing a character in the last couple of chapters, my son wrapped his heart around this character that's going to be throughout the next books. And I'm like, I did something right. <laughs> he might not have liked when they busted in the song because it's kind of like high school musical and fame put all together with magic and myth mythology. Um, he didn't like the music part, but he loved everything else about it. And he's like, Mama, this was so good. This was so good. Let's make a movie, but just let's not have him sing. <laughs> I'm like, it's a musical. No, Mama, just without the singing parts. But I'm telling you, to see my child knowing that my grandchildren one day are going to have these books on their shelves. Maybe that's all the thing I wrote it for. Maybe it wasn't for you. Maybe it wasn't for your grandkids and your children and your nieces and nephews or your cousins. Or your classroom. Maybe it was just for my own grandchildren. Who knows what the Lord has got me doing this work for. And I know one thing. I can say. So we're talking I cans. I can write this for my grandchildren. In the future. I can write this for my own children today. I can write positive books today. I can also help writers. God has put a calling on my life guys. God puts writers in my path all the time. He puts student writers at school. So I have now a huge thriving writing club. I love my Mighty Pen. The Mighty Pen is awesome. You should see the energy in there, guys. If you guys want to Skype in and meet the Mighty Pen, go ahead and email me, jenlowrywrites at gmail.com. We have a wonderful writing group. Speak life with them. Give them a tip and a challenge. Um, so, you know, I've got students I'm meeting all the time. I have teachers that, oh, I want to write a book. Oh, I wrote a book I'm querying right now. I'm like, what? You're querying children's uh, publishers? Oh, my gosh, let's talk. And so here I am in the midst of writers all the time. Maybe that's why the Lord has called me into this work.
Maybe it's not even anything about my own writing, but it's about everybody else's writing and how they can have their calling and I can help them get to theirs and to believe in themselves. Do you know what was powerful? After having one conversation with a person, I got a text message out of the blue. And the text said, I started my book, by the way. So they'd started a book and they dropped it. They started their book again. It's breathing that life, speaking that encouragement. We all need it. Because I bet you that we're doing that whole self-fulfilling prophecies, the whole I can't, this I'm not good enough, and it stops us. Let's start speaking life with people. But you know what? Let's start speaking life to ourselves. And we've got to cut it out. And I'm talking about myself. So if you want to do the whole mirror chant, do the mirror chant. If you don't write sticky notes, write sticky notes and reminders. Have reminders go off on your phone. So here's my challenge to you. Start setting positive affirmation statements to go off at random times during your day on your reminders. <laughs> They're going to go off. You're going to look down at your phone because you're going to think it's a text message. And it's going to say, um, I love to write and I'm so thankful that God gives me these stories. It's positive. Something positive. Do it. I challenge you. Who's with me? Positive affirming statements. Go out and make a blog about it. Challenge all of your writer friends about it. Challenge your family. Work with your students. Work with your children about belief systems. We need to work on our mindset then that's half the battle, guys. Seriously, I believe this. I got the research to prove it, and I'll add it and tag it in later. So until then, can you trust me? Can we start having self-affirming positive statements every day? I'm talking daily. Daily. I love you guys. I want what's best for you. I do. I want what's best. I'm praying for you, and I want you to pray for me, too. I need it, too. Um, yes, I might have bestsellers sitting out there right now, but you know what? I, then I have the doubt. How long is it going to last? And, and I'm just not getting enough. And, and, but it's not the New York Times bestseller. It's the Amazon bestseller. And it's not the USA Today bestseller. You see how this can happen? You start comparing yourselves to other people. Please don't. Just live in your calling. And be so grateful every day. Thank you, God, for just giving me the story to start with. Thank you, God, for helping me to reach people. Thank you for the Jen Lowry Writes podcast because you guys help me grow each and every day. Because I challenge myself more because I have you. You guys are my accountability partners, whether you email me or not. <laughs> All right, guys. If you need to send me your positive statements so then I can call them out on the air, I would love it. JenLowryWrites at gmail.com. And I'll talk with you guys later. Okay, bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today, 
to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.